normal is normal and it's also a city in illinois no but there's a show called normal i, I think. believe it's the new normal but i'm talking about normal illinois is the home of is it illinois state university i believe funny story i used to be <laughs> Uh, when I lived in Chicago for about four years, my brother-in-law, who wasn't brother-in-law yet, Doug, my sister lived Dougie there Fresh, too. We Dougie Fresh, Dougie Fresh. Um, Did he have a neighbor named Patty? <laughs> no, but he kind of looks like Rob Lowe. <laughs> it took me a second to get that reference, but I loved it. <laughs> um, yeah, back to my story, because that's what we're talking about right now. You know what the funny thing about funny um, stories is? Is when people say a funny story, it's usually not that funny. <laughs> Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me is not Zeke Baker because he's homesick, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. And we have some very special guests today, our friends from Bring Dad a Beer, the podcast also in Middle Tennessee that is Dad's Actually Drinking Beer rather than Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Our new friends, say hello to everyone you too. Hello, everyone, you two. Get well soon, Zeke. <laughs> we miss you, bud. <laughs> Introduce yourselves to the people. I am tell the chef, them, Jeff. Tell them what you do. What we do. Yeah, okay. tell them what your podcast well, I mean, is about. We're stay-at-home dads. Yeah. That is what we do. Um, our podcast is just kind of something also, I guess, that we do. Our podcast you know? is a hobby. Like you said, we're the, we're the men of the family. We... What do we do? That's such a great question. Well, I feel why like are hard, why are you hitting us with the hard questions already, man? <laughs> well, I feel like there's going to be some crossover opportunities here. There's dads yeah. that drink bourbon. There's dads that drink beer. What are the things that you talk about on your podcast? Your your guests, the guests you get, are a million times better than us. You guys had like a, a ex Titan on your show, didn't we, you? We did. We had a we had a we've had a couple athletes. We've had some up and coming singer songwriters on our show, but. To answer your question, though, our podcast is, it's funny when people ask us what it's about because it's not one subject or one thing that we focus on. I would say the overarching thing is like, it's just a couple guys hanging out and you're going to feel like you're hanging out with your bros, I guess, is when you listen to our mm -hmm, show because mm -hmm. we don't just talk about beer. We don't just talk about being dads, but we do mix that stuff in. We talk pop culture, things that are trending. Sports. Our, a little bit of sports, you know. We run the gamut of like topics as far as what we're going to talk about on our show. And it's really whatever we want to talk about because it's our show. So we talk about what we're interested in. What do you like to talk about most days? Ooh. Oh, man. that's a uh, good Right now, it would be our next door. The next door app. Do you have that on your phone? Oh, my God. I used to. So right now, as you guys are at this wonderful <laughs> apartment complex yeah. that I am temporarily living at. It's great. We we have this room overlooking the pool. I feel like yeah, I'm at a beautiful. resort. But uh, I had next door when I lived in the nations. Okay. The problem is you want to mute ninety nine percent of the stuff. No, that's see, on next this door. is what we do. We have a segment called Next Up on Next Door, and we find the best post. Like what was it? A couple of weeks ago, we had the subject just subject line loose bull, yeah. nothing else. <laughs> Yeah, no details or anything whatsoever. It's like somewhere within a five mile radius of our house, there's a bull. There's a bull this. running around. Yeah, and we're, we're looking out our window, going, "Where do we live?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Up in Nashville is now that I live out in the burbs. But mm -hmm. when we were up in Nashville, next door is just either somebody stole a package. Always, it was somebody suspicious in dog the neighborhood, <laughs> and then pick up your dog crap. Always the dog crap. And the other thing is, someone told me this this weekend. They were like, because I was talking about the next door app and how hilarious it is. They're like, okay, you have a five hundred dollar camera out in front of your house that you have recording everything, yet you forgot to lock your doors on your car. Like the people usually just come right up to the door and like unlock the door and then they're just, or not even unlock it, just open the door and steal all their stuff. But they, have, be funny they have the video evidence though. <laughs> if if they someone have that, why isn't anybody stealing the cameras? I think oh. that would be hilarious. That's <laughs> or why isn't anybody taking like spray paint, spray painting the cameras and then going oh, yeah. and doing what they're supposed to then do? You'd have to bring a ladder, I guess. 
Yeah, they're kind of high up. I mean, they yeah. you have yeah, the doorbell have cam, and then you have the floodlight mm-hmm. cam, and if you have the floodlight yeah, cam, yeah. that's yeah. one thing. But it never ceases to amaze me. Too on July fourth, yeah, everybody posts. They're surprised they're, about the fireworks. Well, and it's <laughs> my dog is scared of the fireworks. Oh, I know where yeah. this is going. Sorry, uh, we well, like to cut each other off. Is that all right? That's fine. <laughs> we do that a lot. It's, right. it's okay. <laughs> no, I know where you're going. Is be respectful of the veterans. Well, that too. Okay, sorry. But and which is which is good. No, what I think he's trying to say is. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. you Go should ahead. be you should be respectful of the veterans for sure. A hundred percent. Saying it on next door. So I have no problem with people saying like respect our veterans and and my dog is scared. Yeah. But nobody's friggin' reading your next door post while no. they're shooting off fireworks. No. Like I just get amazed that people think like, "Hey, I'm going to be a keyboard warrior and mm-hmm. write this right now." <laughs> I like that. And those other people are out there shooting fireworks like they're having a great time. They're not looking <laughs> down like, "Oh man, like I'm read. Hey, are you reading the next door app, <laughs> Bill? <laughs> Bill, I just got a notification right here. Uh, we're supposed to be quiet tonight. We should probably cut this off, even though we got four more boxes of of works over here. We're gonna shoot off. Yeah, I agree, Jim. I mean, the next door app told us. I mean, there's some dogs that have anxiety, so we should probably tone it down. I mean, I completely agree with those arguments, but the problem is, yeah, the people are not reading it. No, no not no. until the next day. The fu- <laughs> and then, then the real fun starts. <laughs> I will tell you, like my neighbors knew I had a toddler mm-hmm. in, in the old neighborhood. They knew I had a toddler, and they shot off fireworks on July Fourth, knowing that they were doing it right outside my daughter's window. So it's like people know there's stuff going on and it's not going to stop them on July 4th. You know, it's like, right. it's not like I could be like, Hey, quiet hours in the neighborhood or yeah. such, such time. But like my daughter goes to bed at eight 30. So we got into an altercation when I lived in Atlanta. Do you remember being there for July oh, 4th? Mama bear came out. Oh, she, my wife, my wife, um, we, were, she, <laughs> we were in the garage having a heater when, yeah. when we used to do that. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. But yeah, they were shooting off fireworks and my daughter was sleeping. And it was like you said, I mean, it was like 11. It was late. Right next door to, or next door. That's how my mind's still. Right next to her window, though. And my wife, like, oh, she man. didn't even ask me to do it. She just like stormed totally out that front skipped, door. Like the levels of like authority in the neighborhood, I guess. Even though I'm not above her, but she was just like, came barreling down the driveway and she was like, cut it out right now. My daughter's sleeping. And they stopped immediately. Like she shut the neighborhood down. It was awesome. The funny thing about that is my wife, my wife <laughs> yes! does not love it when <laughs> you too. <laughs> two peas in a pod. Well, he already did it, so yeah. I had to do it. But my wife does not like to go out and be confrontational, but I also don't care. Because I'm 6'3 and 300 yeah, pounds. Like no one's messing with you. So I have no problem going out and having a conversation with people. She's like, you shouldn't go. You shouldn't go. What if they do something? I'm like, okay. Yeah, like what? And um, so like they would have bonfires. We we would have a lot of Airbnbs around us. So sometimes they would have bonfires until like three or four in the morning or like when the Airbnbs were just being loud. And all of a sudden I'd go outside and every time you go outside, the door goes beep, beep. Yeah. And I'd come back in. She's like, where'd you go? I'm like, I went over there and I asked them to be quiet because my wife and daughter are sleeping. Yeah. Like, and I didn't do it in a bad way. I no. wasn't confrontational. I was just like, hey guys, like, just want to let you know. Yeah. We can hear you. Not sure if you know that, but she would be like, oh my God, don't go out there. What if they do something to you? And I'm like, well, if they do something to you, to me, then I have insurance I hope you all have a nice life, and I guess it was my time. You know, like, and you're going to be on the next door app the next day. <laughs> yeah, if somebody is going to kill me over asking them to be quiet, yeah, then I guess my time was up. You know what I was just thinking? We're sponsoring them too much. Like they're not paying us. We should get next door to sponsor us. We talk about them almost True. every week. But it is built-in content, man. It's like we go on there every day. There's something hilarious on there. Wow. So it's fun. If I were to look at, and and this is just the nations, this is my old neighborhood. Yeah. The first thing that's on there for next door is help. 
poison ivy. <laughs> we are inundated with poison ivy. Has anyone gotten rid of it? Uh, and then the next one is a recommendation for painter. But uh, We got some gems coming out this week. We're going to save them, though. People have to come yeah. to our show and listen to it. A lot we of got missing a couple dogs. Of yeah. Oh, we have so a, many dogs. Yeah. The one that you're sharing this week is sort of related to dog poop. Oh, the dog crap? Yeah, but it's it's so much better than that, though. It's not just dog poop. Oh, it is. It's a great story. It's three weeks old, and people oh, are yeah. still commenting. This is right up on your alley. One of our vehicles, boyfriend's work truck, was rifled through early this a.m., <laughs> around 5.30 a.m., according to a neighbor who saw. Nothing was taken, fortunately, but unfortunately... This is the first time he has left his truck unlocked in years. We of moved. course he did. Yeah, so... The, Didn't take nothing, huh? Y'all poor. It, how, wait, tell me, how does she know that's the first time that he left his truck unlocked He lying. <laughs> like, he might, like, maybe he... Honey, I swear, it's the first time. <laughs> right, yeah. I have to tell <laughs> like people, by the way... Like, it could the third time. You don't know. Like, he just didn't get broken into the other times. I don't want to cut you off. We're 14 <laughs> minutes in. Sorry. And, and I would be... Bourbon. I would be very remiss... <laughs> We, we don't even have to go deep into it. Yeah. Let's talk for a minute, though. We did a blind. Before yes. we got on, we are going to go through this. As you guys know, when we do a blind tasting, we take notes before we come on. Then we have an envelope. A listener sent it to us. Used to be Whiskey Dog on Instagram. I believe he's now changed his Instagram to Denver Barkeep. So thank you so much for sending us this blind. It's funny you said Whiskey Dog, and then you said Denver Barkeep keep because like the bark oh like whiskey dog and now it's denver bark eep no nothing on that okay my no. bad <laughs> no you were stretching on that that was a well dad. like you said that and i was just like is it i thought you were going into denver bark like maker or something like dad that pun. Like he's no that was a good dad joke thank you that's, that was... i mean that's the type of comedy you can expect on this show. <laughs> <laughs> i want to tell you guys i poured you something really good now i poured you a beer before we got on here, right. we'll talk about that in a second. Oof. But I poured you guys a very, very good whiskey. I, I know have not we have been talking yet. to each other for a while about how, wanting to collaborate. And yeah. I'm really glad this happened tonight. So cheers. Cheers. And then I will tell you what this is. Jeff probably knows what this is. Coach probably does not. I do not. Once I tell you, and even once I tell you, Coach is not going to know what this means. I won't even, I mean, there's hardly any bourbons that you could list that I would even know what they even are. So I will tell you that this is a heavily allocated whiskey. Okay. It's a bourbon. It's heavily allocated. There is only a limited amount of these that are released every year. It's really good. It is a William LaRue Weller. That's the Weller? Not like Weller the, 12. The really good Weller. Yep. Oh, wow. That's good. I wanted to make sure you guys had a drink of something really, really good. I so, liked it. Wow. I, that was Thank the, you. I've never things, had it before, and I was just like, man, that's really good. So sip on that Deep. while we're doing the show. It's thick. It's oh, a, was I not supposed to shoot that like I just did? Well, you didn't. You told me not to pour you a lot. Uh, no, but that was the most of anything that I drank tonight, and it was good. Fun story. My dad used to work at an auto repair place called Weller's, and that's my contribution to this conversation. Well, there was a man, William LaRue Weller. Oh, okay. And there's a whiskey named after him. This is a hard bottle to get, man. I would have loved to have had this Weller before right now, but I could never get my hands on a bottle. My brother-in-law, Doug, we talked about him earlier, asked he, me... He probably has a better shot. Of no, he asked me to get him a bottle of the Weller, like at uh, Red Dog's Lottery, because the Pappy will go first, and then right after that, the next four people in line will grab the Weller. It is one of those things where it's all about relationships. Yeah. So you can either go the secondary route or it's the relationship route. And it's not just a store like you know, Red Dog. There's other stores in town that, that you oh, might yeah. build relationships with. Because Red Dog is one of those ones that is the bourbon club. So they'll yeah. have their allocation. If you're not a member of the club, you can't, right. you can't sniff it. There are other stores where it's, what are you doing? Are you going in? Are you buying their store picks? Are you hanging around? Are you talking to them? Yeah. How much? It's not just about how much money you're spending in a store. It's, are you supporting them? Mm -hmm. like, there are things, I will be very transparent with you guys, and, and this is all a, a rabbit hole you can go down, but 
your Buffalo Trace allocation might be tied to like how much Wheatley vodka you're selling because mm-hmm. that's all part of the Sazerac label. So there could be other things like how much 1792 are you selling? How much Wheatley vodka are you selling? So when you know there are things like that, you're going to a store and you're buying one of their store picks, throw a bottle of Wheatley vodka up there. It's 20 bucks. You're moving it for them. That's going to up their chances of getting a Buffalo Trace allocation. Oh, you do that all the time. Yeah. Like, it's little things like that. You got to help these stores. Let them I just want to let everyone on. know that I'm holding in all my dad jokes right now, and I haven't said any of them. So you're welcome. What did you have? Well, I had uh, Weller. This this was Weller than the one I had earlier. That's a really... I, I Is that am, even a more stretch? Is that more of a stretch than the earlier's? I tell a lot of dad jokes. That one was super bad. Okay, how about this one then? This, I'm going to get you back with this one, okay? So you said Sazerac? Yeah. Sazerac? I just met her. <laughs> Is that better? Did I get you back? <laughs> so I will let you know. Jeff, I'll let you know this one is a is a hundred. He's done talking to me, by the way. He's no. like, you're you're cut off. <laughs> you, you stop it. You're drunk. It's 128.2 proof. It's 12 years old, so it doesn't drink like 128 no, proof at all. It does not taste boozy at all to me. It's one of those ones where so, Coach, for you and and we were talking about how you don't like whiskey very much, or you don't drink a lot of whiskey, yeah. or. It's not that you don't like whiskey, it's you drink whiskey to get drunk. You've never yeah. really had whiskey in a way to sip it. and It's a lot of honing in your palate. So do you like high proof, low proof? Do you like, and I want to sit down with you again. We won't have mics and I'll bring some yeah. stuff over. I bet you like a weeded, because this one is a weeded mash bill. Okay. So what that means is typically in a regular, like that four roses right there, it's corn, rye, and barley. A weeder replaces rye as the secondary grain with wheat. You could also have a four-grain whiskey. There are even some five-grain whiskeys. But so instead of uh, corn, rye, and barley, it is corn, wheat, barley. Yeah. So it's a little bit sweeter. Here's where you go down all the rabbit holes again because there's a lot of rabbit holes in this podcast. Absolutely. But if you... You need a BB gun, man. Get rid of these rabbits. (laughs) No, it's just whiskey is stupid, (laughs) number one. And there's so many different things that you can go down and talk about. But if you have celiac disease and you have a wheat allergy, a weeded whiskey is going to taste hotter to you than a rye whiskey would. Oh. So there's all these things where bottom line, and the thing that I could tell you about whiskey, nobody's wrong nobody's right right everybody's taste is different find what you, you just like. gotta find it and if you like drinking whiskey and coke don't stop that i won't then do exactly what you like doing i mean i bet you i could find a whiskey that you like neat mm-hmm. it could be that you like a rye or you like an american malt there's so many different variations of whiskey maybe you're a scotch guy maybe you're not oh no 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 no. he's definitely not a scotch guy no it tastes like tape to me well that's the isla scotches so if you have the isla scotch it's more peaty Mm -hmm. a highland scotch so if you had like a a balvaney or you had a um a mccallan that would probably be a little bit easier for you to drink. I've got some McCallum at the house. Or an Ardbeg. Mm-hmm. So it, it all goes down to maybe you like Irish whiskey because Irish whiskey is going to be a little lower proof. I like what I like what you said, though. Like, just do what you like, though. Because yeah. I, I do feel like... What if he threw some Coke in this Weller? Would don't you... Don't care. You wouldn't care? Well, that's here's the it's, thing. There's a, I feel like in the men community of just drinking in general, which we're all in that together, right? There's a lot of pressure to be yeah. like, you have to like... Oh, my God. Don't... Like, why would you oh, do You that? have to like that. And it's like, I don't like drinking straight li- any liquor. Like, if I'm drinking vodka, I'd much rather have a vodka Sprite. I don't know. I don't know anybody that wants to drink vodka straight. Yeah. Well, I, I Tito's Tito's do. is not bad. I don't mind Tito's. It's all great. Well, we well people, with a lime. You throw a lime in there. Yeah. I like it. We tell people we drink neat because we're lazy. Oh, okay. So if you think about it, like making a cocktail takes too much effort. When the kids go to bed, we just want to sit there and pour it right in the glass and start sipping on it. When you start doing a whole thing of like, man, I got to get out bitters and I got to do... Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. it's like 
it's a lot easier just to say, shoot, even getting ice can be difficult because then you got to make noise going in the yeah. ice maker and we're like, just pour it in the glass. I mean, for us, it is pure laziness. But if you like it with an ice cube, have it with an ice cube. If you like it with ginger beer, have it with ginger beer. It's as long as you are buying whiskey and keeping the industry moving, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's cool. Man. I do feel like people that drink it like you guys do are looked up to i guess more in the community i don't know because like people that it just it's like more manly yeah totally right like we can drink it straight we don't need a chaser yeah i guess that's what i'm trying to say i feel like less of a man when i have to mix it or grab a chaser but i'm not i'm still i'm still a man no, I, I'm still a man. I, man. I, look, I look at you as I'm less, a man. Less of a I man. wear a speed stick. <laughs> I'm, I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> you remember that one? <laughs> that's where that's from. He said I wear a speed stick. Yeah. The same thing. No, he did. Get out of here. Yeah, I don't remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> I do or, remember him saying, "I'm a man. I'm 40." Like uh, it was either that. Okay. You come after me. <laughs> it was either that, and he uh, he said so, or it was a, a show that was parodying it. That said mm. he wore a speed. Oh, I, it was probably like I, a I Saturday Night Live skit. Because yeah. I watched that video way too many times, and I don't remember him saying that. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I have uh, plenty of plenty of those things. But at the end of the day, you just have to find something that you like. Yeah. And I would have fun with you, not giving you pressure, but I would have fun trying to Try figure to out it. what your palate is. Yeah. And that's the thing that we tell people all the time is taste things blind, have an open mind. When you look at a label and you have something and and we did a blind tasting tonight, which is really fun. But when you look at labels, sometimes you can look at it it and say, oh, I'm supposed to like this because people say this is good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like your mind is tricking you. And that's why we always encourage people to, to drink blind and taste blind. I love that. Our friend Ryan came down and, and we did George T. Stagg, which is another one of the BTAC lineup. So it's mm, along yeah. there with the William LaRue Weller. E.H. Taylor, Barrel Proof, and a Stag Jr. And he came in thinking, I love E.H.T. Barrel Proof. But he thought George C. Stag was going to be the better one. Yeah. He told us beforehand, he's like, I really like the new E.H.T. Barrel Proof. I want to put it up in this blind with you guys. And he picked, as we had the three on the table, he said... The one that tastes the best automatically in his brain has to be George C. Stagg. It was a blind tasting, right? But he just thought he knew what it was. But he said in his head, the one that tastes the best has to be George C. Stagg. And it was the EHT barrel proof to him. Wrong. But it's the way, it's a great lesson of bias. Yeah. So when you're looking at beers, like what do you gravitate towards when it comes to beer? Well, it's funny. I I had to ask you a question too in a minute, but we're both big IPA guys. I love IPA beers. I like the one that we had tonight. We'll talk about it more in a second, I think. But the thing I wanted to ask you, I guess, before I go any further into the beer stuff is beer is a very like can change your palate type of thing. And does whiskey do the same thing as like, there are certain whiskey that you can have. And if you drink enough of it, you're going to learn to like it because that's what IPAs are. The first time I ever had an IPA. Hated it. I sat down with it and I was like, how does anyone in the world drink this? It tastes like bug spray. It tasted like off. Like I yeah. just sprayed my mouth with it. It was crazy. And like, well, if you don't like those hops, then. Well, yeah. But then after about like the 15th one, like, I mean, not in a row, but I mean, at, over months of time, all of a sudden I was like, man, I, I kind of want that taste like yeah. I, I and then once we started loving it that's all we could do like we couldn't go back to miller light it, it tasted like absolute garbage yeah i and remember it, when we used to do case races of old milwaukee ice Oof. okay but that was just to kind of get drunk no it was <laughs> it was more of a uh a manly test right oh like yeah who can who can deal with the beast ice like who could actually make it through yeah because beer is like that in just in general, too, because I didn't even start liking beer until I turned 21, which I guess is a good time to start liking yeah. it. But like when I was drinking in college and things like that, I hated beer. I was always drinking, like we were talking about earlier, like mixed drinks or whatever else I could get my hands on. But anything but beer is what I drink in college, right? Which, sorry, mom, but I was drinking in college, just so you know. But anyways, when I turned 21, 
I got to this point where I just like you're forced to like it because there's it's always around. You're constantly drinking. It's cheaper. So beer in general, I think, is everyone always says it's an acquired taste, right? And IPAs are the same way. Like you start liking beer first, then you start liking IPAs, which is now my favorite. I guess that's what my question was. Is whiskey in general like that or is there a specific thing? So your palate, and this isn't just for whiskey, this is for beer as well. Your palate is going to be determined by what you eat in the morning. Mm -hmm. Are you sick? Are you, did you have a coffee this morning? Did you have a different type of coffee this morning? Is your nose stuffy at all? Is there, you know, because 80% of your taste comes from your nose. So that's why you always want to, I know having a whiskey, you, you sit there and you, you nose the whiskey or you don't nose beer as much, but Mm-mm. your nose is still telling your mouth when you, when you bring that cup up, Hey, this is kind of what you should taste. It's, yeah. it's kind of giving it a heads up saying you should probably get this stuff in there. Whiskey is going to change daily, but it's also going to You could go through phases where you're like, I really love 80 proof Mm -hmm. or say, say you're drinking a lot of Irish whiskey or like, I I love 80 to 90 proof. I like a low proof whiskey. And then all of a sudden you're kind of like this low proof isn't doing it for me. So six months to a year later, you might be drinking 120 proof whiskey. Say maybe you're putting a drop of water in and you're proofing it down just a little bit or you're opening it up. Like with my makers, I always throw some water in there. Yeah, it can actually unlock some different things that that are in the whiskey. And it's more just your palate's going to change, but whatever you like, just Mm -hmm. drink it and find that, right? And then... The trick is you got to find when your palate moves, what it's moving to. I think it's the inverse for us where you guys would do that more with beer. We do that more with with whiskey. Mm -hmm. And I'm much more in tune to my palate when it comes to whiskey. And then when it comes to beer, I'm like, yeah, I like stouts and IPAs. You know, like I'm, I'm good with any variation of those. Yeah. And I don't nitpick it as much, which is... Funny because I brought you all Southern Gris, their peach cobbler, which oh, is a lactose sour. So good. And I'm normally not a sour beer guy. And that is one of my favorite beers. You're going to give me more? I'm definitely drinking this. Yeah. The first the first sip was awesome. He's like, I'm going back to the Weller um, so you can. Yeah. You go right ahead, man. Because I it is the best sour I've ever had by far. But I still i don't know i just can't do it i love it man this was the best thing that i've i knew you tonight <laughs> i knew you would love it absolutely no this weller is the, by far the best thing i've drank all night yeah i immediately downed that beer it was so good what'd you say it was called again gris it's I'm sorry, southern I gris it. where's that out of so nashville oh is it so oh, there we should know, know that, that. <laughs> we should know that sorry their, their biggest tap room is in the nations they also have a tap room in east nashville but they're making their own stuff in the nations they have lots they have some really really good shit there there's the broken nut they have oh a, that sounds so good it, that's one of my favorite flavors too i'm assuming it's, it's a coconut, coconut ipa okay their whole philosophy is creativity on tap. So they're yeah. trying different things all the time. So last week, I think they released a fluff nutter Like on Cinco de Mayo, they had a margarita kind of tasting beer. They're constantly doing different things and collaborations with other breweries that might come in from out of town. Yeah. They they collaborated with LFG. They're They're doing all sorts of stuff as they go around to different beer fests or... When people come in, they say, "Hey, man, come on down to the come on down to the brewery. Let's do some stuff together." So, they have hazy IPAs, fruit stouts, love pastry it. stouts. They're um, going to be my new favorite brewery for sure because I love the New England IP is my favorite they, style. They have mm. a, a great Nipas. They have um, Loud Whispers. I'm not sure if that's a New England IPA. A Nipa? I've never heard it called that before. Yeah, that's amazing. Nipa. <laughs> Oh, you haven't? Uh, yeah, act like you have. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Hmm. No, I, I love. Them. Like I said, this beer was awesome. They're probably gonna. I'm looking them up immediately when I leave, and they're probably gonna be my new favorite brewery. I'm gonna try to. Yeah, definitely. You gotta drive up to the nations. I'm coming, and uh, I'll I'm go up with you, you guys. 
whenever you want. We'll make a road trip up there. They're great, great guys up there. Kevin, Jamie, and Jared are killing it over at Southern Grist. And mm. Fat Bottom is right around the corner. So we did go you there. guys go yeah. up to the nations, oh, yeah. you can hit Southern we're Grist. Good, then we're go good friends Fat with Bottom. Fat Bottom. And then the best part is that Pennington Distillery is right next to Fat Bottom. So you can go get some really, really good Tennessee Sour Mash. Pennington just released a four-year Tennessee Sour Mash that would probably... My uh, wife, if she if, if my wife listens to this, she's gonna hate you. She, you're basically just telling us to go get trashed. No, <laughs> you drink like a gentleman. No, so I don't, nope, nope. If you look wrong. at the stuff that we've had on the table, <laughs> that's not how we drink. If you look at the stuff we have on the table, I poured half ounce pours for you when it came to the whiskey. So you guys, you did. We are being gentlemen tonight. I feel very um, astute. Mm, Is that proper? the right word? Proper? I don't know. I mean, I've had I've, my pinky has been up. <laughs> This entire time <laughs> with this glass. I mean, I love it. So, Coach, I hear you're going camping. I am so, going camping. A couple weeks. Do you ever take any beer, coffee, whiskey, anything along with you? Do I take beer? I have to take as much beer as I can. Beer is an essential when I go camping. You definitely don't take whiskey. No, nope, not taking any whiskey. I do. Okay. <laughs> I do want to let you guys know about our friends over at High Camp Flask, and they have two flasks. One is a 750 milliliter firelight flask, and then they have the 375 milliliter half-light flask. They have full-size six-shooter tumblers secured to the flask through the patent-pendant magnet locking system, and as you guys have been playing around with it... Oh, you can hear that awesome, thing open man. and close, right? That's awesome. I love it. I love the look of it. Like an old school canteen kind of. Well, it kind of looks like a bullet. Yeah. yeah. When you look, like it looks like a revolver mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the the way that the bottom of the magnetic uh, cup as it goes there. These it, things it are almost, sturdy too, man. You're not breaking this guy. No. The thing I like about this too is a lot of people go traveling and, and say you're a bourbon hunter and you find something in a different state. Say you took a plane there. You're always worried about putting the glass bottle in your checked bag. Well, yeah. You can go ahead and stick it in the half-light flask or the the firelight flask. Go ahead and wrap that up in a Ziploc bag. Put it in your checked bag and you know nothing's going to leak. Nothing. That thing's staying in there the whole trip. Because it is a vacuum-insulated bottle. It is a patent-pending no-drip lip. So you know you're going to have a clean pour every time. You know that all that stuff is going to stay in there. It's 24-hour temperature control, hot or cold. I just take this thing everywhere. It, it doesn't even matter if you're going camping. You could be going to the beach. You could be, even if you're going to the beach for the day, rather than uh, have that big bulky cooler there, you can go ahead and stick some stuff in your high camp flask. Go take it to the beach with you. So go ahead and check them out, highcampflask.com, Instagram at highcampflask. And if you use code DDB, you're going to save 20% until Father's Day. Ooh. So DDB, 20% off until Father's Day. Go ahead and do that. That's a good deal. Yeah, maybe I'll let you borrow mine when you go camping. I'd appreciate it. I love uh, no-drip lip. Those are my favorite kind of lips, mm-hmm. especially on people. Yeah. <laughs> so should we talk about this blind? That Let's we do the did? blind. Yeah, so our friend, Denver Barkeep, he sent us a blind. Now, we went through, we put our notes together. Just so you guys can confirm, this envelope is sealed. It is still, sealed. Correctly. It's sealed with a kiss, too. Yeah, uh, not with a kiss. It is sealed. It's, though. it's sealed ha- harder than uh, Heidi Klum. Wasn't <laughs> she the one that was married to Seal? Yes. Hey, look at my pop culture reference right there. So before I get into okay. the actual results here, yeah, tell us how it works. What was your favorite? There were four right. whiskeys. Mm-hmm. So what were your favorite? Easily for me, number one. I think it partially was because it was the first thing I drank. <laughs> that's well, that's not actually not true because I had a beer. I had two beers before I came. Man, I can't even can't keep track of all my drinking. Nobody cares keep... <laughs> what you think. You don't like whiskey. <laughs> that's true. I like number one the best, though. I'm that's sorry. Funny. I am interested what the guy who doesn't like whiskey likes, but. <sighs> That's because that was my least favorite one. Yeah, well, we're the yin and yang of podcasting. I, We've I liked um, no, Zeke and I do not have similar palates, and the funny thing is, we know something is very, very good when we both say it's very, very good. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. There are other things that we will go yin and yang on, and I've actually used that term before as well. But there's funny things like we've had four roses picks where I think it's really hot and he doesn't. Mm. 
And yeah. on the inverse, there's other ones where he thinks is really hot and I don't. So like our palettes are completely hmm. opposite. But when we both sit there and have similarity, like we'll get the same we'll notes, but it's just oh. I gravitate towards. So if, if if he had that and both of us had the, the Weller. Well, this we is would... uncomfortable. Sorry to cut you off, but this is kind of uncomfortable for Jeff and I because with beer, we are very synced up. We rate every beer that we drink. Each week we we do a drink of the week, obviously. Like you guys do tons of drinks of the week, I'm sure. But that's one of our segments and we score beers on a scale of one to ten and we use like a point. Yeah. Like we'll do like nine point two or whatever. Like very, that's too technical for us. No, that was it's very easy Not for too technical us. because I think it's it's messed up because whiskey and bourbon is just there's so many more levels to it than beer. Do you know how we rate it at the end of the day? I don't. We go buy bar bottle share or pass Ooh, i like that but so that's, that makes it really easy though, what does too. bar mean so like bar you'll get it at the go, bar go, just go to the bar and get a glass don't get a bottle of it but go to the bar try it if you like it but we also realize our palates are our palates so yeah. we could tell you what we get but that really doesn't mean anything so you should go try it and see if you like yeah. it bottle share is Three of us say there's a bottle, it's 200 bucks. We could all go in and say, hey, you know, we're going to do 67 bucks a piece and we're going to buy this bottle. Yeah. And then we'll split it three ways. It's not one I would spend 200 bucks on, but I'd spend 67 bucks to get a third of the bottle. So the bottle share, you're, you're saying that whiskey's better than the bar. Like, I'm going to go to the bar and get a glass. Yeah, it's enough that I would want more than one glass, okay. but it's not a... It's not one where I would go in full price on it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I like that huh. system. It's similar to ours. It's easier because there's less like of a commitment numbers. to... Tra- yeah, numbers are hard. No, we tell people exactly how good it is, and that's how they should think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we tell, yeah. <laughs> it's true. We do It's that. a 7.8. Stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> the Russian judge. You got to watch out for the Russian judge. <laughs> You, it's funny you mentioned Fat Bottom earlier, and you can cut this out if you want to. No, but I don't. Fat Bottom, um, we went to their brewery and we drank some of their beer, and it was such an amazing experience. But a couple of weeks after that, we were drinking a Fat Bottom beer, and just kind of to show you how much we don't care like about what we say about the score, we had just met the guy that makes all the beer there, and Jeff scored one of the beers that we drank on our show a two. So like we're we keep <laughs> it, it was a sour. I was like, oh, this thing's awful. Well, no, <laughs> get it, it out of here. It's funny because I think people appreciate that honesty. I mean, yeah. we've been sitting there with distilleries that come on and they'll bring different things that they have, and we're not huge on the wine finish. Yeah. So there are some wine finishes that we're not like, eh, I don't love this. And a distillery brought something for us once, and it was a Cabernet finish. And I was just like, yeah, we could talk about this. And, and it was while we were recording. It was, yeah, we could talk about this with you, but we don't like wine finishes. So I'm sure there's plenty of people that might dig it, but it's just not going to be us. Yeah. That honesty is going to be, they're going to appreciate that more than, but there's a way you can do it. And, and it's kind of Zeke and I's philosophy. There's a way that you can rate things and say that it's not your favorite, but describe it in a way that somebody else might actually like it. Yeah. So it, it's something about realizing that, hey, you hated most of the stuff that I poured for you tonight. That's okay. I liked some of it. Jeff liked some of it, but that doesn't mean either one of us is wrong. So it's, hey, it's not my jam, but how do I describe it to you so that you know if you are going to like it? I did want to mention one other thing that you said. The blind taste testing is also a very new thing for me, especially because when we do beers, I actually invest in what it looks like too. And that'll go into my score. I'll say, if this label is not cool to me, or if like it doesn't jump out to me, like on my the eye, like or the way that it feels in my hand, even like I don't know, it might sound dumb, but like if I'm comfortable with it and I think it looks cool, I'm giving it more of a score, and then I'm adding the taste is most of it, right? Because that's what's important. But I also do reward people that uh, make cool labels, and that might be wrong, but I don't care. So it's my show. I do whatever I want. Well, no, Zeke <laughs> gives me more shit because I will give a nod to the marketing, but I just want to make it seem yeah, when, like when I, I give, give him shit. 
Yeah, tell me you gave a shit. Zeke, where you at, man? No, but... Because I'm like, how can you give an extra point because you like the can? No, what I'm saying, when I say the marketing, I'm saying that if you're spending $100 or higher, $100 is a very big threshold for me when it comes to whiskey. Oh, yeah. So if you're spending 100 bucks or higher, but you put it in a shitty bottle... Yeah. And your label looks like you went down to Kinko's and made it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, gotcha. It's like you, you're paying for an experience. Beer, there are some beers that are more expensive, right? There are some beers that might oh, yeah. be 10 bucks a can or, yeah. or even higher. When you get to that point, I would think that you would do something above and beyond. Yeah, you and should. <laughs> just show that you've invested in your product, the way that you're presenting it the way that you're releasing it out to everyone, like it shouldn't look like a Bud Light can. Agreed. Tell me that. Agreed. See, we got into a fight about this because K- the KBS is what we've been drinking lately. It's an expensive, I mean, it's $23 for a four pack. You know, you're, you're spending a lot of money and he doesn't like the label. Like I love the bottle. I love it. it looks like an like it reminds me of like the old west. No, I yes. I have no problem with the KBS label. Okay. Right, well, oh, well, look fight, who's on I'll my fight, side now. I'll fight both of you right now. I'll flip What's this table up. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit it's in the boring. corner and let him just. It was boring. Stomp like, you. Really? Like it's it just looked like it was. First of all, the color scheme but is let bland. Me, let me tell you. Oh, it is a great. Yeah, it, it's like an old parchment paper that's been burned. This is coming from the guy who I like, loves Alabama's jerseys, by the way. He thinks that Alabama Penn and Penn State. State have the best jerseys. Is it recognizable? When you see a KBS no. bottle, do okay, you I know I don't think Oregon? So. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, Oregon, like they stand out and they make... All right, so we're getting off topic on sports, but <laughs> Oregon and like, oh, I don't know, like... what. Leave Nike you out of this. Okay, sorry. They're gonna they're, Let's go Nittany Lions. Their uniforms never stay the same week to week. Right, that's Nike's what I love. Testing everything out. Roll yeah. Tide. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me, when you see a KBS bottle, it doesn't look like other stuff that's out there. I agree with that. It doesn't look like it because it's so boring. Like it's it looks not boring to me. Out of here. Like I don't know. It doesn't. If I'm walking down the beer aisle and I... You don't appreciate subtlety. I don't. I really don't. I need something to jump out to me. My favorite beer is Sweetwater IPA. It's in a yellow can. Like, it stands out. It's got a fish on the side. There's this dude, like, reeling it in. Like, the can is amazing. Like, and that's one of the reasons why I like it so much. I prefer the bottle. Well, the same thing with the bottle, though. (laughs) No, but you make it... I mean... Even in the bottle, it's a yellow like label and everything. So it, I, I like stuff that jumps out at me. I'm flashy. I'm a flashy guy. What do you want from me? Jumps. You don't like when I scare you, though. No, I don't like that. When you show up in my house with a Jason mask and just stare at it's me. It's Michael Myers. Whatever. I love that. <laughs> I think it's... There, there don't are give things. me your apartment number. <laughs> Founders... <laughs> no, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Founders has done... I mean, think about some of the other stuff with the, the C's. That they've done other than the the oh, KBS. Yeah. The CBS. Yeah. yeah. The CBS is a great looking bottle with a mounty on it. Yeah. It's got huge. Yeah. It's Oh, don't get me wrong. Anything from Michigan, I'm still gonna support it and I'm still gonna love it because I'm from Michigan. So I still love founders no matter what. So like I'm gonna still love it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to the test. Whatever, man. So, anyways, <laughs> Michigan beers, I'll always still drink them no matter what. So whatever. I just don't like the label. I'm sorry. I'm not. I, and like I said, I keep it honest all the time. I don't care if my mom made that label. You're I'm gonna, gonna keep tell it hundred. I always, man. I keep. I keeps it real. No, if my mom made that label, I would say, Mom, this label is is buns. Like you need to change this. Like make it more flashy, Mom. Chips, even. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, Mom, we're sorry. Poor Mom. Mama Pete. I love. My all right, mom. so number one, I probably like number two the best. Oh yeah, we didn't hear oh, what really? you like the best. Okay, I probably like number two the best. One was almost what were too malty for me, and I'm not gonna go through the notes. We'll go through the notes once we know what they are. Yeah, but so I have this envelope. I didn't. I didn't say what I like the best. Oh, what did you like the best? I didn't. You guys, you just I'm said asking you like number you right one now. the worst. What yeah, did you? Like I said the what best? I, I like the worst. You just want to roll right over me. What like, did you like the best? Like you always do. Stop being so damn sensitive, man. Just tell us what you like. Oh no, I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want do you want to get into this right now? Come on, let's go. All right, no, we're we're on somebody else's podcast right now, so 
we're going to handle this in the Taco Bell drive-thru. <laughs> I mean, just need I, to chill out. I probably went two, four, three, one. Okay. If I was going for what are my favorites. See, that's funny. I went three, two, four, one. I like number three the best. I thought it was it, it was like floral. Oh, we're, we're going to go through the notes in a second because we got to find out what it is Is that first. what you said? Is that what you no. Said? I mean, Perfumey it, almost to me, but I liked it. That's fine. Okay. I did good. You did good. You Thanks. did very good. He he just patted me on the head. From our friend, <laughs> our friend Tyler, who is otherwise known as Denver Barkeep. Okay. On Instagram, bark. This all makes a lot more sense now. Okay. It's a Colorado theme because ah, Tyler's from Colorado. Gotcha. So the first one was Peach Street Syr Bourbon. It's ninety-two proof. Okay. The second one is A.D. Laws Straight Rye Bottled and Bond. It's 100 proof. It won the World Whiskeys Award for Best Rye in 2017. <laughs> I cannot wait to tell you what I have on my notes. I like number two. I got, I got second. Let me, let me hear about three. Number three is 291 Colorado Rye Whiskey Aspen Stave Finished. It was the 2018 World Whiskeys Award mm-hmm. Best Rye. That's a good whiskey, it is right? One hundred and one point seven proof. The fourth is Stranahan Snowflake Mount Evans. It is the 2015 Stranahan Snowflake. What I will tell you guys about Stranahan Snowflake mm-hmm. is it's a limited edition bottle. There's only two thousand bottles that are released every year. Okay, so number four was the one that we all should have said was the best. No. It's number four was my second best. Okay. It doesn't mean just because it's highly allocated, yeah, or a limited edition doesn't does mean not best. mean it's the best. Mm-hmm. We are that's learning why we, so much here. That's why we do things blind. That's why yeah. we taste things blind. It's it's a limited edition. I will just tell you that it's one of those ones where you could sit there and say, "Wow, I had something that there were only two thousand bottles of." Not everybody can say that they had that. That is a, a huge benefit and a, a huge uh, upside to be able to do our podcast. But I prefer, I, I've had a lot of Stranahan Snowflakes. I was a big fan of the 2017. It actually had some tequila. So the, the cool thing about Stranahan Snowflake, what they do is there's different finishes. They marry it all together. It's a blend. They might finish some in a rum barrel some in a tequila barrel so i liked that it was finished in a tequila barrel because it got some of that lime and agave note to it yeah so it wasn't like a tequila it's not like you're drinking a tequila but you get a little bit of that flavoring in the whiskey from it going in and out of the wood Mm. so if you think about it it's like say you take a beer and you take that beer and then you finish it in a uh a bourbon barrel you're going to get some of those notes. But depending on the type of beer that you have, it's going to be different notes for an IPA finishing a bourbon barrel versus a stout that's finishing a bourbon barrel. I feel like, first of all, thanks, Tyler, for sending this in. You seem like a great guy. Different notes for different folks. (laughs) And secondly, I feel bad that I was the one that was participating in this because I'm not a big fan of some of the stuff that I drank tonight. So I, I want to lead with thank you to Tyler. But I also think that it's great to have me on the show because I don't enjoy it. So I'm going to give some feedback that maybe people that don't love bourbon that are listening might like it. We don't want to hear it. I'm, well, I'm we got, it we, we've already been talking. No, for, we're out of time. Let's go. <laughs> we've already been talking for 50 minutes. So we kind of got to go through this pretty All quick. Right, let's do it. So I'll start off with number one. <laughs> The nose for me, it was malt with some dark fruit. It, the taste, it was fruity. It tastes a little young, so I get that citrus. I, I think a young whiskey a young almost has whiskey. a, like a citrus aspect to it, so it was probably two years or, or less. Uh, I, I have to look this up and see how old Peachtree is, but I said I don't feel like it's a high proof, but it's hot, which mm-hmm. is true because it was 92 proof. Finish, I said it was oaky and dry. So I, I didn't love that aspect okay. of it. What do you uh, get over for, there, Jeff? For number one, which was Peach Street, you said? Yep. I said for the nose, caramely. And I said boozy. Like it kind of burned me. I thought it was there, boozy. It's like a I, was ex- I was expecting like 120 proof. Like 
and then uh, sip. Uh, it tastes like Jack. And finish. I am ninety nine percent sure this is Jack Daniels. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> um, so again, this is why it's great that I'm here because I said almost the exact opposite as everything you guys said for my nose. This is really weird, but I, and I actually had to Google this. You guys were wondering what I was doing, but it smelled like the first alcohol I've ever drank, which was a brandy called Paul Mason. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. And it's a really like super cheap brandy, but it was like the first, I, for some reason I got like, that hit me. I don't know why, but for my sip, I said, not overwhelmingly hot and it oh. was bearable and it was for me actually really smooth and it was one of the only drinks that i had that i didn't like immediately reach for my water and say i need to chase this down real quick so you probably don't like the rye tingle hmm. of two and three you know that the no, rye is gonna tingle your mouth yeah uh in the front yeah more so than that bourbon would and it's gonna hit different areas of your mouth so that makes sense and I tell you that thinking about what stuff that you're going to gravitate towards. Yeah. You probably would just skip rise. Yeah. I mean, uh, there, oh, there might be a And I think I like rise, judging by these results. I'm willing to bet there's a rye I could get you to like. Okay. But there's um, a lot of rise you could probably skip. Okay. Cool. So <laughs> number two... I said this was malt with a lighter fruit on the nose. It's heavy malt on the taste and fruit, but it was a light fruit. So I had a feeling knowing Tyler that he was going to send us a lot of Colorado stuff. I've had this Laws Rye before. I really did enjoy it. I had a feeling he was probably going to send something like this our way. It, hmm. it just, it almost, it almost could have been finished in something. It was just super light and it's, it, it, didn't tingle me like a rye would it was one of those ones where it's one of those ones where it felt like a summer pour felt like something you could drink in summer that was really good see and you you kept saying light yeah light light and my the first my nose i said it this one's deeper like it just woodsy like i could smell i didn't smell any fruit in it it was, I didn't taste it. And I think it's because the first one, it was more of like a dark cherry to me. It okay. was So when I said it was darker fruit, yeah. it would be like plums, cherries, things like that. That. And for this one, did you get a long finish? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I okay, said, definitely. I this, said one's, this one stuck with me, definitely. I said it lingers, but I didn't yeah. feel like it was... I can understand where you said it was more of a thicker pour because yeah. it, it's 100 proof opposed to 92 proof. But the notes were light, like it was light and airy in the sense that it wasn't a low proof, but it, it was very fruity, not in a dark fruit way, but if you think yeah, like so just things that you would have that are not as heavy of a fruit, this but you could fun. tell the proof was up. Like, are you having fun right now? Like, I well, want to get I'm into this. I'm having fun because like, I'm I want... so off base. Like, it seems like you guys are vibing taste-wise, and I'm just like... No, it's here just I am like, over here doing the thing no, that no like one I want to learn I'm talking like, about. <laughs> like I can feel like like I'm clearly not as good as as John is. I want to be like mm. I like I want to learn how to taste this stuff. You know? And I'm not that good. If you talk to Zeke, Zeke's going to say I have a broken palate, and I'm going to say he has a broken palate. Yeah, but it's it, and that's one of the fun things that we could do is just give each other a bunch of shit. <laughs> nobody's wrong and it's one of my favorite things to do is to take people that well, don't you, drink you say nobody's wrong and then you're gonna hear what i'm about to say about no this. you're not wrong because <laughs> no you're not wrong because that's what you got All i right. can't say this enough did you I, I feel like you never said the taste for yours did i miss that i said the taste okay i'm sorry i missed it anyways my nose was I said, I did not like this at all. When I, <laughs> I don't like green eggs and ham. <laughs> I could have left it at that, but I said... It smells like green eggs and ham. I got a like darker... I think you guys might have said that, but I got like a darker... Yeah, and deeper. I actually, I said deeper. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. But I said almost like a cocoa smell. Is that Which, crazy? No. So I wrote that down. How you know my, my I'm wife not going to tell like you. Shout out to Coco. <laughs> That's what here. we call his wife. For my taste, I said that I immediately knew I was not taking another sip. And for my finish, I said I did not let it finish. I grabbed my water quickly and took a sip. So <laughs> that is, those are great notes. Thanks. I don't know why you're. Like, I don't know, man. Like it just feels like you might not honest. like it. Like Tyler's going to be like this asshole just no. drank all this awesome bourbon 
and Listen, he's in there trashing no, it. Listen, See, I'm trying to. Yeah, you sit here and you regurgitate <laughs> your Gordon Vickers, and you think you're so smart because you go to Harvard. Like, oh my god, that's that's so it. great. It's okay. It's, All right, it's whatever you get. Okay, it's okay. I will tell you this, number three, Zeke and I have had this before. 291 is a distillery that we really enjoy out of Colorado. We've had their stuff. We've talked about their stuff, and it's been very surprising to us. This is a rye whiskey Aspen Stave finished. It's 101.7 proof. For me, I just said this one tasted like a lot of malt. I didn't go very, very deep because... As I could tell, a lot of the Colorado whiskeys have a lot of similarities. So they're very malt heavy. They're an American malt. 291 is malt heavy. Laws is not as malt heavy, but I taste the malt in that rye. Stranahan's is a straight American malt. The difference for you, Coach, in those is an American malt is going to have aspects of scotch without the peat. You so know, it's that's m- crazy that you just said that because... And I'll, I'll jump on this right quick just because you just said that. But I told you earlier that scotch tastes like tape to me. That's not yeah. your jam. I literally wrote down it smells and tastes like plastic to me. Like everything in there, it tasted like that. So the peat, and and this will probably change your, your feeling on a scotch, but the peat to me in a scotch tastes like Band-Aid. Yeah. Depending on when... Hmm. Now, I like... And I eat a lot of, of Band-Aids, too, so I know exactly <laughs> what they taste like. I'm well, with big kids, into Band-Aid eating. With kids, you never know when you're going to eat a Band-Aid. Yeah. It has that Band-Aid I taste. called TLC to get him on the My Strange Addiction show. Yeah, I'm big into that. <laughs> this guy eats Band-Aids like you would not Can you, you believe the people that eat know. hair? No, one girl ate... She. <laughs> I got a clip on my Instagram, my personal that Instagram. That one chick that ate the mattress? No, she her? straight up said, like, that's what she ate, but she was like... I used to sleep on my bed, but now I sleep on the couch because I ate my bed. <laughs> yes. I don't have a bed because I ate it. <laughs> the, the other thing that kills me are the shows where they didn't know they were pregnant. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden... Oh, because like, they're 800 pounds? <laughs> no. There are some people that aren't 800 pounds and they still didn't know they were pregnant. Like, how do you... Yeah, it's crazy. And I know... That, it's three guys sitting around a table. It's hard for us to have this conversation, but like, how do you not know you were pregnant? Like when the baby started, I remember watching my wife's tummy when the baby yep. was kicking, like when a baby is kicking your stomach, how do you not know that there's a friggin' baby in there it's kicking a, your stomach? Yeah, well, like Dwight baby. Schrute said, like it's a myth that you need to gain more than seven pounds during pregnancy. It's true. <laughs> you remember that from the office? Yes. <laughs> So what do you get on number three? Number three was my favorite, which is the two ninety one. You know, like it was floral again, like and it was short. I like that. I, I don't. I don't like the lingering flavor perfume. Linger. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just quoting movies all night. Excuse me. Pineapple Express, dude. You don't remember that? Oh yeah, the linger. <laughs> I don't like this guy, man. Every time he comes, the over, guy came man. in to sell him weed, and he was there Drug for dealer. two seconds, and he yeah. shuts the door, and he was like, "Gosh, this guy, right this here, guy, lingering." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, last but not least, number four, the Stranahan Snowflake. This is the Mount Evans, the 2015. It's 94 proof. It is going to be a blended malt, so it is a blend of whiskeys that were finished in different barrels. I don't know off the top of my head all the ones that Mount Evans had, but I will tell you that Stranahan's goes pretty deep into making sure that uh, all different aspects were mingled together properly. I will tell you, I wish I still had more of this on the table. I know we drank through the four, and then we combined some, and you know we were seeing how they all tasted together, but... I wish I still had this one knowing now that it was the Stranahan Snowflake. I had this as number two for me, but I would love to dive in and try to dissect the different things I get a little bit better knowing that it was a snowflake and knowing how the distillers over there actually try to marry their whiskeys together. So I, it was a little bit of a lost opportunity for me on that one, but I really liked it. And yeah. it was malty, it was fruity, 
There were different things coming through. I like this one a lot, but I it's a missed opportunity, a swing and a miss for me on that one. Hey, damn. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, though. Wayne Gretzky said you didn't, that. Yeah. You didn't like number four? I Actually, it's funny because I actually had this, I guess if you're going to rank them, because I never did my rankings, but number four was number two for me. Okay. So I didn't mind this one. Yeah. I thought it, I'm going to jump ahead of you right quick. No, it's okay. We can go counterclockwise. So I thought that, uh, I got a cherry smell from it. I don't know if anyone else wrote down anything related to that. I don't really care either, though, because that's what I smelled. And Good. The, you're the, learning. <laughs> the taste was a little fruitier than all the other ones, but the aftertaste, like the finish, as some people would call it, was mm-hmm. very harsh to me. I didn't like the finish. But in my mouth, Ooh. it was okay. I just wrote it was really smooth, and I, and I really liked it. Okay. That was it. All right. Kind of like That's, you, man. You're really smooth, and I really like you. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so this Stranahan's only had 1,600 bottles. It's finished in four casks of two different wine styles. A four-year Stranahan's barrel was added to the in-house marriage of the Madeira and the Doublewood Port. Additionally, there was a two-use cask from Balistrieri Winery in Denver, which started out as an original Stranahan's cask prior to being filled with Balistrieri's port wine and aging two years. The Snowflake was finally finished in a used four-year-old barrel of original Stranahan's. So port and Madeira. Okay. A lot of wine finish on this one. Hmm. The other snowflakes. Like <laughs> you have to talk into the microphone. Oh, he's... <laughs> Oh, we're still recording? Oh. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Long story short, we went through the blind. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That was yeah. fun, man. That was I a lot of fun. really enjoyed yeah. that. Like, you get to do lot. that often? Every week. You lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. Wait, can I say that word? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Yes. Cool, cool. We'll, do, we'll have to do this again, Yeah. and we'll have to make sure Zeke is there. Okay. Uh, one I time, I can't too. wait to get well soon, Zeke. We're all pulling for you. <laughs> pulling for but you. before we go, tell the folks where where they can find you. Oh man, we're in. Uh, <laughs> we're we're in Franklin. Joke. That's where you can find us. Our podcast is called Bring Dad a Beer, as we mentioned before. We do have a blog as well. We don't really talk about our blog as much because we don't put as much work into You're it. You're gonna stop. I'm. I'm telling you right it's now. It's fun though. Nostradamus. I w- we started off as a blog, yeah, and I couldn't get Zeke to write shit, yeah, and then then it turned into let's just do videos, and then it turned into the podcast. I don't. But I actually enjoy. It. I was in journalism. I like writing. Yeah, I like yeah. writing, so I don't mind if no one reads it. It's not. It's not as because, your podcast grows. Yeah, you're gonna have less and less time to do the blog. I still find like even if I'm super busy, yeah. I still find times where I just want to shoot off like some thoughts that I have that I'm not gonna talk about on the pod. But you might be right. I'm. I, I'm I just, hope you're not because I enjoy doing it. I hope I'm not too, but I'm just predicting. That's fine. But our blog is the main page of our website. But we do yeah. have a website, bringdadabeer.com. Our podcast can be found anywhere that, that you. Food looks amazing on the TV. It really right does. Now. That guy does not though. No. Y'all, like are we it. going swimming after this? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I'm trying to promote our stuff real quick. So bringdadabeer.com. The blog is going to be the landing page, but yes. you can also mm-hmm. get to the podcast there. You can. There's a podcast page. There's a shop. We just launched our merch literally yesterday, and we just told people on our podcast today. So if anyone wants merch. And then our biggest thing right now that we're pushing to everybody is a thing called Flick Chat. And it's brand new. It's still in beta stages, but we're on it. We're one of the first podcasts on it. It's a chat that is private just for people that are a fan of us or people that want to interact with us instantly. I know there's other ways that you can do that on other social media, but I'm really a fan of this app if anyone's listening to this and they want to try something new that's what it's going to be flicks gonna be the new thing man i'm, I'm excited in, to be a I'm part of your it. flick chat yeah I, what I do you think of it today what do you think of it i think it's interesting that there are all the different categories yeah i think it might be administratively burdensome when you think about the time so as you guys continue to go down this route, I think you're going to find you're going to get pulled in a lot of different directions and yeah. your time is going to be very important. So totally. I know for me, a lot of time is spent, I'm setting up interviews, I'm, I'm reaching out to distilleries, we're trying to do barrel picks, There's, I'm, I'm editing. 
Yeah. There's a lot of different ways I'm going on top of the day job and the family, which is the first priority. So there are certain things that might go down by the wayside. You're like, man, I have to make all these different categories. Yeah. And then you might just get to a point where you're like, listen, here's our Facebook page. It's a private page. You could say whatever you want, answer a couple questions, get in. Yeah. And then everybody's all happy. Well, you we're never know. We're small enough right now that you're bigger than you give yourself credit well, for. Well, no, I just, I personally like what we're trying to do right now is like try to interact with our fans. And this is one of the easiest and best ways we can do it instantly. And we're going to try it out. Like you said, if we get huge, then I'm still going to do Flick Chat and it might be my intern that's running it for me. So I don't know. I wish we were big enough to have an intern. (laughs) You might be. You might be surprised. You might be already. So you're on everybody's favorite podcast provider, though. Apple. Everything, man. We're on podcast apps that I didn't even know existed. Like, if you you have a podcast app that you like listening to it on, I'm on there. Because we're on Google Play. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Whatever you're looking for, we're going to be there. Um, We do an episode every Monday. Lately, we've been doing a bonus episode once a week, and it's really short. Usually, our show is like an hour long. The bonus episode might be 20 minutes, and we talk about one topic, because on our show, we talk about a million different things, right? We've been doing bonus episodes, and that's been really fun, and we'll probably continue to do that and just keep see where this thing goes, man. We love it. It's been fun. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you both for joining. It has been a pleasure, and I hope it's something we do more often. Please. This was amazing. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I had no a lot problem. of fun. Thank yeah. you. And uh, I know it was last minute, so thank you for, yeah, for no coming problem. down. You can find Zeke and I on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. As mentioned, find our Facebook group, answer a couple questions, we'll let you in. Please find us on your favorite podcast app and leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave an open and honest review about the whiskey that we are drinking. You can also find us here in Nashville, Tennessee. We have an open door. Anybody who's in town, let us know when you're here. We'd love to sit down and share some pours with you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.